When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. At the end of the day, Eric Bienem is a ball coach. This is the Rich Eisen Show. He's a third person guy. He was point blank asked about why aren't you a head coach? Being a head coach, that's something... If that's to happen, it'll take care of itself. The Rich Eisen Show. Doug Peterson and Matt Nagy didn't call plays in Kansas City or under Reed, and they got gigs. Earlier on the show, Apple TV lead MLS analyst Taylor Twelman, host of the Business of Sports podcast, Andrew Brandt. Coming up, NFL writer for The Athletic, Mike Sando, actor Brandon Sklenar. And now... It's Rich Eisen. Hour number three of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. 844-204-RICH, number to dial. If you want to give us a call, we might sneak in a call by the end of this third hour. If you missed any of the first two hours, a great in-studio chat with Taylor Twelman, the new uh, lead analyst of MLS Soccer uh, on Apple TV, and also Andrew Brandt, who was the... uh, Longtime front office executive and certainly salary cap uh, guru for the Green Bay Packers back in the day when they drafted Aaron Rodgers and moved on from Brett Favre for Aaron. He was here in studio and chimed in on that subject matter and so much more. If you missed it, there's our podcast. Cumulus Podcast Network has our three hours version uh, of all uh, our entire show um, available for you to listen to whenever you want. And then we re-air here on the Roku channel, channel 210. Uh, we re-air all day, all weekend long, so um, you, you can't avoid us. Um, and there's uh, also the Rich Eisen Show collection, of video on demand service, our YouTube page, youtube.com slash Rich Eisen Show, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram as well. Um, we're live on Sirius XM. We're live on Odyssey. We're live on this Rich Eisen Show terrestrial radio affiliate. And once again, just a fresh reminder, the Roku channel is free on all Roku devices. Select Samsung Smart TVs, Amazon Fire TV, the Roku app, and the Roku channel.com. The uh, man who plays Spencer Dutton in the hit show on paramount plus which by the way you can watch right here on the roku channel uh 1923 he plays spencer dutton he is here in our green room right now um and also uh i know we're all big fans of the offer he played mm-hmm. burt reynolds in the end of the offer so right the very yeah, end, i don't know if you can ask him did, did he watch Smokey and the bandit to 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 get ready for that role i don't know <laughs> but actually if you remember it was it was, it was about the longest yard, longest yard so, yeah, so yeah, yeah. we'll we'll talk uh, to, to Brandon about everything going on. And, and thankfully, uh, Chris Brockman, um, that you have Jason Feller to your left yeah. uh, and not Mike Del Tufo because uh, Brandon Sklenar is from Dover, New Jersey. Oh, and, uh, I mean, if he could have gone, where are you from, New Jersey? What exit are you from? So he's not here. Mr. Uh, New Jersey sure. is not here. And so he won't uh, Hector our guest. 
Uh, TJ Jefferson, <laughs> good to see you over there. TJ, good to see you. Hey, good to be seen, Rich. Uh, and joining us here on the program, as soon as I saw the deep dive come out uh, this morning on The Athletic, um, it, it definitely uh, almost made me late for work. It was a long read. It was a fascinating read on what went down in Denver last year and what went down in Seattle, according to uh, this report, before Russell Wilson left there. And joining us, one of the three writers for The Athletic who's on the byline of this story, Mike Sando, here on The Rich Eisen Show. Thanks for calling in, Mike. You know, Rich, it's great to be here. I feel like I grew up listening to you, except you're only 10 months older than me, so I don't know how that would be possible. Well, I mean, uh, it's good to be here. You're a child at heart, Mike. (laughs) I think that's what that means. I think that's what that means. Um, All right, man. Um, So let's just jump right in, because to me, I I talked about it um, at length to start the program, and what I kind of latched on is what happened in Denver, but I know the rest of the the sports world is is already latched onto the way you started with a nice bang here uh and your and your piece that that Russell Wilson asked uh to get both his coach and general manager fired for him to stay in Seattle and obviously the the Seahawks went in the other direction uh I give you the floor on your reporting yeah. on that yeah absolutely so I, I think you know less surprising probably to people that are in Seattle and been watching this play out uh uh, but, you know, for years we've known and written about that he and Pete Carroll were at least a little bit sideways, the whole let Russ cook thing, right? He wanted the offense to be more quarterback-centric. Pete, of course, being the longtime defensive coach, run the ball, uh, all of that uh, was going to play the game how he wanted to. So I think for multiple off-seasons recently, there's always been stories or reports where you could feel these things were going on, and then – uh, you know, the timeline really matched up uh, this last offseason, meaning a, a year ago, where, uh, you know, things come to a head at the end of the season. Uh, there's the types of talks that you have. There's a, you know, you could see a stalemate type thing and, and Russell making his appeal to ownership. Uh, this would have been in February of 2022. Um, so the owner has a decision to make. And, and the owner had re-upped and extended the, the head coach, Pete Carroll, and the, the uh, GM, John Schneider, I believe within a year or 18 months or so uh, before this, she ends up picking them. This would be in February. So then the combine happens last February, and that's where secretly John Schneider and the GM of the Broncos, George Payton, are kind of laying down the parameters after the decision's been made that that the coach and GM are going to stay. And sure enough, then, boom, I think it's March 8th, the story breaks that uh, the trade is happening. And... Russ goes on his way uh, to Denver, and then that's where our story picks up with, you know, obviously didn't go as the way anyone expected it would in Denver. Even if you were a Russ skeptic, you, you thought that it was going to go better than it did in Denver the first year. No question, and we'll get to, deeper into that in a second, Mike Sando. But, uh, you know, you quoted uh, a, a, a lawyer uh, representing Russ in your story saying that the uh, the, the your reporting of Russ trying to get uh, Carroll and Schneider fired, quote-unquote, entirely fabricated. I'm sure you saw Russell Wilson's tweet earlier today calling Pete a father figure and remarking how yeah. John believed in him and drafted him as well. He never wanted him fired. Uh, and, and and so uh, what's your reaction to that? Yeah, absolutely. I believe those things are true from Russ about Pete having been a father figure, John Schneider having uh, shown faith in him. I believe that, that's, uh, that those are, that's totally factual. I mean, certainly there are... Uh, father 
son relationships that get sideways at different points. And I think when the book is written eventually on what happened in Seattle, there's going to be chapter on the love and the and the divorce, right? And so, uh, you know, I think it's understandable that that Russell would come out and say those things. Uh, and you know, we certainly stand by the reporting. We wouldn't have reported it if we didn't stand by it completely, one hundred and ten thousand percent. So we do, and we realize that when things come out and, uh, you know, people, maybe some don't want it to come out. There's going to be different types of reactions or, or attempts to not have the story come out, to influence it, to not come out. All of that is just part of the business. And so, um, you know, that, that's all that is. And we stand by it a hundred percent and, uh, and, you know, that, that's all there is to say about it. The story speaks for itself. Sure. I, I would say this about our story and our reporting. Yes, Mike. I think that there has been a lot of criticism and mockery of Russell Wilson in recent years. His plays declined a little. Even some of his former teammates in Seattle have not supported him as much as they could have. He's been mocked for calling out run or pass on the sideline. He's been mocked for how many bathrooms his house has. He's been mocked for saying he stretched in the aisles. He's become an easy target. And I think notably, our story wasn't about any of that. This was right down the middle reporting on what, how it ended at the very end in Denver, which explains why it was so, you, we, there, there wasn't Pete Carroll and, and Russell Wilson having any kind of a pregame conversation that you'd normally expect. This stuff was fresh. Uh, and, and, and so I think, that, I think that is a notable part of the story. There's been so much psychological profiling and piling on of Russell Wilson. This wasn't that. We had people on the record talking about the season. There was no one in there making comments disparaging, really, of Russ. It was more evaluating the situation, right? And, and yeah, it probably was a little too much to have his, his personal quarterback coach in there. Yeah, in retrospect, the office was probably uh, too much, all of that. So I'd say that about the piece, and then... I think it's just fascinating to see what happens now with Sean Payton because Russell Wilson has played a lot of good ball. Uh, you know, is he just can he come back uh, w- with Sean Payton? And that's sort of where we left it with Sean Payton saying all those things, the office, the distractions. We're not having that. It's going to be about football. And so, <laughs> obviously, it doesn't feel like it's about football today. But I think very quickly it's going to be about football for Denver uh, with Russell Wilson with Sean Payton and probably his best chance in a couple years to write the narrative of what his career is going to be because this guy's on a hall of fame pace and, and now we've got a stumble but he's still got an opportunity well again uh, before we move on to the denver aspect of it mike sando the reporting from you and your two other colleagues Karen, uh kaylin kaler do i did i pronounce it correctly yep uh, and jason jenks uh what what can you share with the reporting the manner in which russ asked for uh, his coach and general manager to be fired. Was it a direct face-to-face with Jody Allen in an office somewhere, or, or was it through, through yeah, a representative? Yeah, in there as, as specific as we were comfortable going based on the, the considerations of the sourcing. Uh-huh. Uh, so, okay. you know, um, that's what it is, and that's what it says. Uh, okay. But certainly she's the head of ownership. Mike Sando here on the Rich Eisen Show. Okay, so the, let, let's move on to the Denver. Uh, the, the one thing that I could not get past no seriously man is that you know the the quote in this story based on the the you know the office that that russell wilson had and then obviously some other um you know aspects that were unique for a quarterback to have his own people within the building and the office being on the second floor that ultimately somebody said that there were too many cooks in the kitchen and the word cook just jumped (laughs) off the phone at me man 
that that <laughs> Ru- all Ru- all Russ wanted to do was just let let him cook, and being allowed to cook in the manner in which he wanted. There were too many cooks. I, I couldn't know, get through that. I couldn't get over that, that. You know, this is a great example of when you're so close to a story, like that's such an obvious thing to notice. But when you're so close in a story, you're always reading it the night before. And, okay, like what is going to stand out to someone who's not in the middle of it? I actually, as obvious as that is, hadn't thought of that uh, with the cooks in the kitchen. I don't think the person who said it meant that at all. Okay? Right. But the interesting thing about this, too, is like the people in Denver don't have the history of thrust. Remember all the, you know, there's almost vitriol from some of the people on the defensive side and the relationship. None of that. We didn't get any of that. I think there's a lot of people still with an open mind of, of Russ in Denver, but that is hilarious. Uh, it's, it, honestly, it, that, that just jumped. Too many cooks said an unnamed yeah. coach about it. I'm like, well, that's the, that's the word that's been surrounding him and what was apparently wrong in Seattle and then apparently what yeah. went wrong in Denver in his first year because you know but it be and also in your story where there was an open door policy in his second floor office and somebody mentioned well the the office should have been his locker instead of an actual (laughs) office that also hit me too man yeah yeah you know i i shoot i got a text today from someone in a different team's front office who said something like hot take i think everybody every quarterback should have their office and i and i don't necessarily disagree but i think you know what goes along with that with your own staff in there and and open-door policy of a, of a player is probably a bit much. Now, I'll say this. It's all solved if you play great ball, right? I mean, if Russell Wilson had a typical Russell Wilson year this last year, these are all details. Right. Obviously. So how did it all wind up? I mean, that's the interesting aspect, too, is, is the, the you said at one point management in Denver went to Russ about the office, and then Russ – closed up shop and then went back into the locker room essentially was that after Hackett got fired I believe that would be the last couple weeks of the season so that's Uh, it so then that would be it yeah so we'll see you know yeah uh, you know I think I I think Hackett is a young coach coming in there and Russell was such a uh, big name and star with so much juice coming in there that you know uh, what was Hackett going to do other than probably acquiesce maybe overly so and i think that was a component too he had been in green bay when uh, aaron Rodgers had first got there and there was a little bit of growing pain not first got there but when matt lafleur first got there right and there were some growing pains so i think you know the the red carpet was rolled out for russell you know maybe to a fault in the end so uh how how do you think it's going to work so many yeah. folks think that russ um you know to use a pop culture phrase jumped the shark last year uh, yeah. But ultimately, in your reporting, the guy who he wanted Seattle to hire, uh, yeah. if he got his way due to your reporting with his coach and general manager, is the guy who's now coaching him. So I think he's going to be better. I think, I think this was the worst-case possible scenario of play. I think the one thing about Russell Wilson is I think he's always worked hard. Um, and so if he's going to work hard, you would think with this offseason, my own personal opinion is yes. I feel like he needs to lose about 10 pounds and just get that quickness back that he had, right, and just be really be dialed in in that component. And then Russ, then Sean Payton do the rest, because Sean Payton always had a run game for, for Drew Brees, right? Set that up. I think he can still be a good quarterback. I don't think he's going to be – I think we've seen the best of him, though. I don't think he's going to be elite, elite like he was, and I think it's going to be an uphill battle in that division. Uh, but I do think he's definitely going to be better uh, than he was this last season when just almost everything that could go wrong 
seemed like it did. And by the way, I mean, you're reporting on on what what happened at the end in Seattle for the league then to pop them on the same field week one. I mean, talk about zero chill. I mean, this oh. thing is raw. That had to have been raw, raw, raw. At least when Brady saw Belichick, it was a yeah. full season. He had one in the case for himself. You know, it yeah. was week four in the second year against. Wow. Yeah. And, and no, so I know. Right. It was, everyone was noticing at the time. Look, there's where's there's no you know, we knew there was tension, but but there was Russell Wilson, as we said, was meeting all of these people on the field. You'd think the head coach would be the most natural one. And I think you, you just sort of like almost hope for everybody's legacies that time heals all right. That in the end, Russell Wilson takes his rightful spot in the ring of honor. And, you know, that rawness of that and even whatever's still percolating uh, maybe goes away with time. And I've seen that. I used to cover the Seahawks. Kenny Easley hated this, this franchise. He came back into the fold. It took him 15 years, but they come back. And so that's probably the best case scenario for everyone, given all that Russell Wilson did contribute in Seattle, which was a lot. And uh, they'll never do it. Because, again, uh, I saw um, Pete in Munich. Um, and he, in the meeting where, you know, things get said in meetings with broadcast teams, I didn't get a hint of a hint of a hint about Russ and him. Uh, it was all how great Gino is and how he felt like, you know, it was time for a new voice and uh, with Bobby Wagner, too. Um, but for the season to play out the way that it did, where we your deep dive on what happened with Russ, again, too many cooks wound up being had. And again, that num- that word leapt off the screen at me. And Geno <laughs> Smith is the comeback player of the year, even though what is what he coming back from the bench? But I mean, like, you know, had to have been. And they 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 made the playoffs and and oh, yeah. and threatened the 49ers and, and that wild card round that had to that has to be something that they they would love oh. to crow about. But don't. Mike. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I think it speaks for itself, right? I mean, they don't even have to because everyone knows. I mean, you couldn't have had a more extreme juxtaposition. I just think longer term, Jody Allen's going to sell the ter- the team long term per Paul Allen, the late Paul Allen, the former owner's estate planning. And Pete Carroll's whatever, 70-71, he's not going to be coaching in the team in 10 years from now. I mean, I don't want to speak for Pete, but I would guess he's probably not. So the time will come is what I mean. The time will come for the the people there will be different and what Russell Wilson contributed to Seattle will be fully appreciated um, on the merits, which is just playing great ball for a long time, no matter how it ended. Mike Sando, uh, thanks again. Can, uh, I greatly appreciate it. Let's get you on uh, throughout this non-playing season as, uh, as conditions warrant. Thanks again. Uh, and a, uh, in a fascinating read. So thank you for the Love time. To do so. Thank you. That's Mike Sando, a senior NFL writer of The Athletic. One, what, what was the number? 110,000%? I think, I think that's I forget what it was. Yeah. A lot. But I guess if he sourced it, I mean, I did. I don't want to out any of his sources, but it's just like, what, what was it? Face to face? What do we got here? When he said this about, yeah. I want the coach and the GM gone. I don't know. But he got the guy he wanted. He did. Yeah. In a different spot. Different. And we'll I know. See what happens. And a new contract. He got the guy a lot of people wanted. He so got two hundred forty-five million. Let. So, yeah. Sean Cook. And then you, in turn, shall cook. You eat what he cooks because I'm sure it's delicious. You can serve it up. You can get it in the kitchen too. Yeah. Just you can look at the cookbook. Sure. Let's take a break. Very excited for our next guest in studio, Brandon Sklenar, who plays. Spencer Dutton. And for those watching on the Roku channel, this is what I mean by a tough two shot that's about to come up for the kid. 
Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. We're back here with Brandon Sklenar on our terrestrial radio, Sirius XM Odyssey, back here, 1923 on Paramount Plus, available on the Roku channel. Again, Brandon is the one who plays Spencer Dutton right here on the Rich Eisen Show. I, I, I just can't get enough of this show. And the thing that really takes me back, Brandon, is that, you know, when it's Harrison Ford and Helen Mirren, I'm thinking they're going to you know, be the most interesting characters. Yours is the most interesting character on this program. Oh, man, I appreciate that. Absolutely. When you first got a script and they're like, guess what, you're not in Montana, what would you say when, when, when you saw that? Uh, yeah, I mean, it was a little overwhelming, you know, because you're, you're thinking, okay, Harrison Ford, Helen Mirren, I'll be on the ranch and yeah. kind of continuing where we left off at 83. And then uh, Taylor's like, no, man, you're, you're going to Africa. <laughs> you're... <laughs> Right. You're like, oh, like Africa, Africa. And you're like, oh, yeah, no, you're going to Kenya, you're going to Africa, you're going to Malta. Um, yeah, so it was, it was definitely a little intimidating at first, but we settled into it, and uh, I'm just excited to get back to Montana, honestly. So yeah. uh, I guess let's take it one step at a time here, because you did shoot in Africa yeah. in this show, right? Yeah. Is it, was that your first time in Africa? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And... <laughs> And I'm assuming the animals that are you're surrounded by are they CGI or there's some of them? Are uh, real? Some of them, it's like it's a it's a combination of uh, real cats on the day and real elephants on the day, and then uh, stuffies and animatronics, and then CGI. So it's like movie magic blend of the the three of them. And and yeah. okay, so you had a meeting with Taylor Sheridan before taking this role? You did? Uh, not so much a meeting. No, I mean you, you do your your audition, your tape, and then. Yeah. Um, he flew me to Jackson Hole to test and read with him. Yeah. Uh, and that was the first time I had met him. Um, and then, yeah, in the room, it was, it was kind of, I, I got the vibe that it was, it was going to go my way. So 1883 was out at this time yeah. or it was not? Yeah, yeah. 1883 had been fully released and okay. was out. And now, were you up to speed on the Yellowstone universe by the oh, time you Oh, yeah, this? yeah. My, my, my pops and my mom are huge Yellowstone fans, and I thought 83 was a masterpiece. And, a masterpiece. Yeah. You're, you're currently seven episodes seven in. Seven in. I got three left. Yes. Yeah, I got three left. 
It's, a, it's a, amazing. Yeah, Sam Elliott, you can't. You just can't. You can't. Yeah, you can't. Uh, I know. Can't. Yeah, yeah. I know. Like I didn't even say to that. It's, I know. He, he's he's incredible. Exactly. And, and he's his character's incredible in that. So you were up to speed on on the whole thing. Yeah. And you know your character, if I'm not mistaken, we've only seen once before 1923, and it was in a flashback. Yes. In Yellowstone season four, as a little, as a really little, boy. as a yeah, little boy yeah, yeah. on horseback, and if I'm, and I don't want to spoil too much because you're not there it's yet okay, either. There. It's all right. You know, I, I, you could tell I'm a big nut about this. My wife and I are totally locked in on all this. Good. And the beautiful part about it is, you know, like Yellowstone is, for the lack of a better phrase, and I know I'm probably dating myself. It's like a 21st century Dallas. Yeah. You yeah. know, there's a little bit of a soapy aspect to it. But is also a real life, current, present day aspect. Definitely, to it. yeah. It's, it's it's a slightly different tone than eighty three and twenty three. Well, sure. eighty three and nineteen twenty three are essentially about the fragility of humanity. Yeah, you know, like that. Your your character basically, you know, coming. So I, I don't want to keep going too deep here, but I, I will. Um, your character is a World War One veteran in yeah. nineteen twenty three, right? Yeah. What were you told about Spencer Dutton coming into this whole? I knew that here? I knew that he was a veteran, and I knew that he was a big game hunter. And I knew that he was sort of coping with his PTSD by uh, chasing danger and putting himself in, in, in harm's way. And mm-hmm. I, I kind of almost uh, yeah, trying to kill himself. Mm-hmm. You know, he's, he's drinking himself to death. He's, he's putting himself in these circumstances because it's the only way he knows how to feel anything. It's the only way he knows how to feel alive. Until mm-hmm. uh, that's all that I knew. That's it. I didn't know the journey. I didn't know it was going to be this sort of Homer's odyssey. I, did, I didn't know anything. We got, I think we got the first two episodes and I had no idea. You, you mean the first two episodes in a script form? Is what you're yeah, saying. yeah. When I initially read for the role, that's all we got. And then I mean, we were did six weeks in the cowboy camp before we got any other episodes. Right. So it was we the whole cast is kind of learning where this is going as we were getting into pre-production and prepping for the to, to, to shoot the thing. Uh, so we, I mean, we were like fans waiting to know where it was going and what was happening. Correct. So, so did you know at the time you would wind up with a, a love interest at some point in time? Or did you know that? Going well, I knew, I knew in episode two when they met that it was going to be significant, but I had no idea the journey they would go on and, and the, the challenges they would face and, and just sort of this sweeping epic nature of their journey. I had no idea. Right. I, was gonna, I mean, I, I don't know what's happening next season. That's what I'm about yeah. to say because, you know, the aspect of your character, we, we know... Again, your brother on the program, who is the young, by the way, Chris, his brother is the young boy you see in 1883. So, and and so we know your brother eventually is going to have, you know, uh, uh, is going to be part of the lineage of the uh, Kevin Costner character in Yellowstone. You, we have no idea what's going to happen to you. Like, there's no actual. If I, I imagine the Yellowstone universe, evidence of you, no, I mean, ha- you know, having a life or having kids or having anything like that. I there's mean, nothing. No. Yeah, there's nothing. And I, I mean, I don't even know to be honest with you. You don't. No, I don't. And I get asked that question all the time. You know, because everyone's wondering who, who is who is the descendant of, of uh, Kevin's character, right? In Yellowstone, and uh, I, I don't, anybody knows. So it could technically still be you. Is could what be. you're saying? Could be. And only Taylor Sheridan knows. And I don't even know if he does. That's, <laughs> <laughs> That's you know, what I was about to say. Now he's a mad genius, man. He just kind of, he, he, he gets, 
he gets inspired in one way and the story will shift and I don't know where that comes from and, and, and how he does it, but he's, he's, he's up there in Texas in his cave and he, oh, is, is he on the four sixes? Is that where he is? He's, uh, he's in Weatherford. Uh, he's, he's, uh, okay. yeah, he's got a spot out there, but yeah, he's, he's, he's a, just a wildly interesting man. The man who plays Spencer Dutton, Brandon Sklenar is here <laughs> on the Rich Eisen show from, uh, uh, for Spencer Dutton is right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Paramount Plus is where you can catch the season finale of 1923. So I, I, I was going to ask you this question, but I, uh, I, I, I'm going to do it anyway. Uh, you're not in any scenes with Harrison Ford at all. Have you met him? Have oh, you, yeah. Okay. Yeah. What do you got for me? Come on. I mean, he's just the coolest. He's the coolest guy. Can, I mean, can you put more, what, what meat on the bones you got for uh, me on that when you've met Harrison Ford? I mean... He just got such a great sense of humor, so dry. Okay. Just such a dry wit, that guy, and he's sweet. I mean, when I met him, I was, uh, I, uh, it was during cowboy camp, and we were in a, in a, in a rodeo arena mm-hmm. doing drills and loping and, and doing barrel races and stuff, and I was on, my, my horse, Spanky, was pretty temperamental, and I'd be loping pretty fast, and he would just decide to make a hard ride at any given moment. Mm-hmm. And he made one of those hard rights, and as he made that hard right towards the gate of the uh, rodeo arena, this gentleman was walking up and walking up kind of slow, and I figured I'd just say hi to him. I didn't know who it was. He had a baseball cap on, and he kind of gets himself up on the uh, on the fence of the rodeo arena, and he looks up at me, and me, I was like, oh damn, that's there's a board. Yeah, and he's like, hey, uh, how's it going? Uh, uh, are you one of the star wranglers? I was like, no, no, I'm an actor. I'm an actor. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah. He's like, How are the actors doing? Uh, the horses. And I was like, no, no, I'm, I'm an actor. I, I, I play Spencer Dutton. And then he kind of like did a double take, and he looked at me, and he goes, oh, very cool. <laughs> very cool. And by the way, I don't need to hear any more. It is, yeah. it doesn't, that's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. That's just, it. Like, there doesn't need to be a laugh line. It doesn't need to nope. be. No. Yeah. He's just. And he's just, he's just a nice guy. So guy. who who is he to you? Is he Indiana Jones? Is he Han Solo? Or is he is he is he Doctor Richard Kimball? Like who, like who is he to you? I mean, Brandon, what is he? Probably probably the one thing that I most cling to from my childhood is is Indy. Yeah, I I I mean, we all grew up on those films. Yeah, you know? all of us. I mean, yeah, it's that that's that's the strongest thing for me is Indy. I watched those films a dozen times with my grandfather. He was a big Western guy, and we had those on constantly. So there was definitely the, the first few minutes with him, you just kind of every scene flashes before your eyes yeah. and you're looking at him, and you kind of have to delete that so you can. Yeah, he doesn't like snakes. you got to get rid of that. I hate I mean, snakes. He hates, uh, yeah, there you go. not ever snakes. Guy. Do you like yeah. that? And you went to cowboy camp together? What, is, what, do, what do you mean by cowboy camp? You just, what does that mean? You get up every day. And you ride horses for six, seven hours. And this is for your role. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. You get up every day, and for I guess eventually when you get to Montana. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Okay. Yeah. You'd be riding lots of horses. So that's that's you sign on the dotted line. You're playing Spencer Dutton, and like now you got to go to cowboy camp. Is that the way? Yeah, pretty much immediately. I mean, does everyone in the Yellowstone universe have to? Everybody do that? does it. Yeah, everybody's out there for a month. Every day. So you were watching like Harrison Ford trying to rope cattle and stuff like that? Is that what you're saying? You no, know, Harrison kind of, he came in pretty knowledgeable. He came in with his own saddle. Of course. You know, he's, <laughs> he, <laughs> yeah, he, 
B Y O S. Yeah, B Y O S. Wow. Bring your own salad. Yeah, he he knows what he's doing on a horse. Flex. What other movies he been? Oh, I mean, he's done everything. He, by the way, I think he is the most beat up actor of all time. Like he, his characters have the, the absolute crap beaten. That guy's out of tough him. as nails. I mean, it was a negative fifteen in Montana, and he's out there on a horse. Never forgets a line. Knows all of his. No, I mean, the guy's just like he's a legend in terms of being a, a, a like a professional yes. working actor in in that sense i mean he's 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 an actor first and foremost and helen mirren as well i mean you just got a, two just the sweetest just a sweetheart just yeah yeah just fantastic uh, and again it's the finale of season 1 congrats on season 2 Thank being you. picked up is there any shot of a season 3 or what or uh, you know it's i it's i think it's going to be the 16 episodes that's it yeah that's it just we're bookended i can't i can't i can't get enough of it I cannot That's get good. enough of it. It's just as good as 1883. It is just as good as Yellowstone. And it is, you know, I can't wait to see what happens to your character, you know, and what's going on there. And I hope, you know, I hope it winds up good for you, man. Me too. Uh, before I let you go, um, the offer, you were in the offer as I well was. as Burt Reynolds. How does one prepare for Burt Reynolds, Brandon Sklenar? Well, you, you know, you... You grow a decent mustache. Well, I mean, you got that check. I think that's that's step one is grow a mustache. Yeah, uh, and then yes, you're watching Smoking the Bandit. You're watching The Longest Yard. You are watching you're doing interviews. That. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, Did you watch Norm Macdonald's uh, imitation of him from Saturday oh, yeah. Night Live? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Turd Ferguson. Yeah, yeah. It's funny. It's funny. Yeah. So, yeah. You watch Turd Ferguson. <laughs> Turd to get Ferguson. ready for the offer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was my 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 biggest inspiration. Was uh, was Richard Ferguson? <laughs> yeah. That was a great show as well. That that was a fantastic. Oh show yeah, the they, I thought they nailed it. I really did. And Miles was great. I mean, the whole cast is phenomenal. Oh my god, yeah. it was great, and that that got completely snubbed. I thought that was an outrage. You know, the offer was terrific too. Yeah, I you know? when I was on the set, I was thinking this is. This is good. This is good. Special. Exactly right. Yeah. And you must be thinking that right here too, right? Yeah. Nineteen twenty. Yeah. I mean, just reading the first. You you know, it's good when you're emotional. Just reading the pages. You know, we'd get these scripts, and you're on a plane, and you're, you know, you're crying on a plane reading these things, and you know, it's like, well, if if I'm getting that from the page, then hopefully, when we put this thing together, it'll, it'll, it'll affect people. Exactly. No doubt about it, man. Um, And so uh, congratulations on this. I appreciate you coming in here as well. And I look forward to seeing the second season come back to promote that if you don't mind as well. I mean, it was, I can't, I can't wait for Sunday night, you know, it is true. It is truly did. So you're seeing it for the first time on Paramount plus as well. Oh yeah. Yeah. Cause he's real secretive, right? Taylor Sheridan. Yeah. It's it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a really unique creative process. How so? Can you give me a good idea on that? No one knows what's happening until you get that script. And, and, and he also, by the way, writes first drafts. So you're, it's not where your the script changes. Once he sends those scripts out, it's done. It's your Bible. He's not changing anything. He doesn't. No, and he's the only writer doing it. So it's just all from his brain to the page. He sends you the script. It's done. Um, you don't get any rewrites or anything no, like that. Nothing. I mean, the opposite of that, because again, we've been on the air eight years here, and we talk about this sort of stuff all the time, despite being known as a so-called sports show. Right. David Milch would hand Deadwood actors new, like iambic pentameter type lines. <laughs> you know, the day of, 
you know, and you'd have to remember a new, you know, we've had, we've had Ian McShane on here and, and, and Timothy Oliphant. You'd have to like, remember, you know, the most profane Shakespearean type prose right. on the spot. That's not the same no, way for you. Huh? No, I mean, and there's no ad-libbing. There's no, so, I mean, everything you see is on the page as it's written. There's no, it's word for word as it is. Um, which I, as an actor, you couldn't ask for anything better because everything's, everything's specific. Every, every line's specific. Every word is specific. It's all, it's a, such as a play, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's all there for a reason. Um, so there's no changing it. You don't need to change it. You don't need to add anything. It is kind of, it, I, it, again, there's some times where my wife and I will just look at you and say, how do you think of that? We just don't know where, where that comes. It yeah, is truly amazing. He's a genius. He is that. Uh, and again, 1923 is genius. I look forward to Sunday night uh, when it uh, airs Sunday exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. You can catch that again right here on the Roku channel. Brandon Sklenar, thank you for coming here, brother. Thanks, man. Congrats on all uh, everything going on. And, uh, and say hi to Harrison for me, will you please? <laughs> Say hi to Harrison for me. That's Brandon Sklenar here on The Rich Eisen Show. We'll wrap up this Friday show in a moment. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show Radio Network, sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk, furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger is the right product for you. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. He gave you what? What vibes did he give you? Uh, he gave me a little Gardner Minshew vibes. Well, he's got he's got that look. Got the yeah. hair and the mustache, and the dude was tall. Big dude. Not one of those that's uh, shorter than you. Shorter no, than you think, no, right? No, no. I mean, I. His bio says six two, but you know they. I, I don't know. I'm of, six uh, foot flat, and I was looking up. We all kind of <laughs> embellished those, but he had the boots on and big guy. Can't wait to get to it. I'll finish 1883 this weekend. You'll get through it on and the then, tw- on the, the 23. And again, um, your first inclination had you not met him when you watched 1923 is you're like, why is this show that is based in Montana and based in in the you know in the the mountains of the United States and about the open plains and the open uh big sky country yeah. why 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 is this character right why yeah. is this character in Africa <laughs> why is this going to connect like what's going on oh okay like who is this guy why do we care about him what's going on got it when you first meet right yeah and, and then, then there's the third storyline too with the uh, the girl in school too yes so, I mean, well, there's three different things going on. I, I, I don't want to give the spoil away yeah. about that. There's a, there is a third character line about a Native American girl in, in a, um, and basically enslaved in a, in a yeah. religious school. And, okay. um, and Susie and I, we spent five episodes, six episodes wondering, why are we following her? Right, right. And then the reveal comes there, wow. too. Right. See, I haven't seen the reveal yet. I th- you're today. I'm like one behind. Okay. I see where it's headed. I'll get there. It's, it's, and then his character turns into the most interesting character on the show. Right. Yeah, definitely. He's that good at it. How do he survive the two shot? (laughs) Thanks for taking the shot Uh, down. Thank you for taking TJ when you take the photograph. Thank you for angling it down. 
<laughs> yeah, that's been your thing lately. So that's not my thing lately. <laughs> not my thing lately. I learned it from somebody else in my household. <laughs> that's true. Because I get yelled at every time that person yelled at. Don't say yelled at. Don't say yelled at. <laughs> she doesn't yell. She just reminds me. Sternly spoken to. Susie does not yeah. sternly speak to you. <laughs> she she adores you, TJ. She, oh, and I love her, but she reminds me to get up high when I take the picture. So yeah. I understand. <laughs> she will be here next Wednesday, sitting in this chair when can't I'm at wait. the combine. No offense. And then Thursday wait. and Friday of next week, Bobby Bones will be sitting in this chair. Nice. He's it. been Instagramming about that as well. He's oh. been putting it out there on his show, and Let's I greatly go. appreciate it. Chatted with him. Very, very nice uh, chat with him yesterday. I told him about uh, your demands, Chris. <laughs> Which were? <laughs> Steep. The list is long and distinguished. I told him your demands. <laughs> I told him you don't have any demands, TJ. I, I'm just happy to be here, yo. And Jason, I don't know how many are you. Are you here yeah, next you week? Here too? Uh, no, I'm here Monday, Tuesday. Oh, that he knows. So I'm, that so I'm, I'm aware not, not going to see Mike all next week then. No, because oh. I'm here Monday, Tuesday. Oh. And then you're not going to see him after, right? Then I'm going it, to the combine. Isn't he doing World Baseball Classic? Yeah, he's, so, he's got some plans. You okay. might not see Mike for a while. <laughs> why, why are we even covering the World Baseball Classic since it's, uh, what, the Dominican Republic team is going to win it all, right? Didn't you say that? Man, that team is strong. They're going to beat everybody 38-0. The World Series MVP is batting seventh, right? Yeah, Jeremy Pena, I, he, I think so. He's batting seventh, didn't you say that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me just... Uh, look so why, why are we even playing? Monster.com can help you tackle the job hunt and make your next career move the win because you... Upload your resume to Monster.com. You see millions of job openings. You get great coaching and career advice for that strong performance when it counts. And then when you upload your resume to Monster.com, guess what? You're already being recruited by employers before they even post their jobs. This is how Monster.com specializes in not only building the right teams for employers, but then make sure they know how to match you with the job fits. So they're working both sides of the street here just for you. And when you score the position, Monster.com's salary calculator ensures you're paid what you're worth. Bottom line is you go to Monster.com, you help get some help, and win the job hunt. Monster.com. Check it out. Okay. Clippers, Kings tonight. Yeah. Holding my breath. New look clips. To see that game time decision next to some of these stars on my app tonight. (laughs) Last thing I want to tell my kids is, oh, yeah, Mason Plumley's getting 35 minutes tonight. <laughs> no offense. Well, if that's I want the to case, see Kawhi. Zubats would be I want to see fine. Paul George. Oh, Zubats is I out. I want to see De'Aaron Fox. Is he out? Zubats is out tonight. What? Why? <laughs> I don't know, but I have him in fantasy, and I got the O. Why? Tell me what the O is. Give me the O. I need to know what the Hold O on. is. Uh, strain right calf. Why not? What is, what is he straining? <laughs> like getting out of his chair when Mac McClung made oh, here that we go. dunk? He was seen running on the treadmill during practice Thursday with a sleeve, and he's going to miss one game. All right. So they are going to see 35 minutes yeah, out of Mason Plum later tonight. We are. Yeah, we are. But I want to see Kawhi. I want to see Paul George. I want to see De'Aaron Fox. You don't want to see Russ? New look Clippers. I want to see Russ. Oh, report this, Russ is going to start tonight. This is a new look Clippers right here. You Russ to is going to start tonight, guys. Yeah. Let me tell you something about Russell Westbrook. Tell you talk, talk to me. I, why do people think he's just going to blow stuff up? I have no uh, idea. Well, because he's on his fifth team in five years. Yeah, but... Wait a minute. Let's go back, go back, go <laughs> back, go high. back. So the Lakers, he didn't fit. He didn't fit, and people were wondering, how does he fit? Okay? How does he fit? That wasn't his fault either. No. 
You know, they need to have shooters around LeBron. That's right. Yeah, that's Mo Bamba's a- reigning in threes. Bamba. Look at what Malik, Bamba. by the way, look at what Malik Beasley did last night. Yeah, that was impressive. How many threes did he have? Six, seven? How many did he have last night? Look it up. Who's got him? That's what the Lakers need. That's what they need. And so, go back. I mean, Russ. Russ's contract was just bounced around with people thinking, you know, that he was making starters seven, seven threes, seven threes. He was making, you know, a plus plus list starters money, and his game. I guess. He's not an A-plus-plus starter anymore in the league, but he's incredibly talented and an incredible energy guy. Mm-hmm. What if he can just start distributing? Sounds to, like a winner to me. Thank you. For what I understood. Bruce Arians, what if he starts distributing to Kawhi? PG-13 makes his shots. Plus, they need somebody to play on all those back-to-backs when Kawhi and Paul George sit. He plays. Russ plays. He goes, Every game. He goes all out. Like Effort is one thing that you can never question Correct. with Russell Westbrook. And the fact that he can still get to the the hole with ease. Yes. So all he's got to do is like just kind of stop shooting so many bad threes, get, work the mid-range game, drive to the bucket, kick out to the shooters. Let's go. I don't understand. Everyone's like, okay, John Wall's going to do it, and then he gets hurt. Yeah, yeah, we okay. never really got the chance to All see. Right. Reggie Jackson. Okay. Did thing. Mr. No, and, and then Mr. Terrence, uh, May. And then Terrence Mann, right? And it's just yeah. like, okay. And then he was kind of like higher register, like, eh, hey, he's not too bad. You got Russell Westbrook. I don't blame him for starting him. Go for it. See how it works. You know? But what's the sign of that it doesn't work? That he's takes the he takes the open looks and misses him instead of distributing it to Paul George. I think that could be. A is case. that it? Like, what is it? You know, that's a great question. He's hitting like, the side of the backboard, <laughs> big time bricks. What le- that, that everybody sags, leaves him wide open, and he takes the bait and he takes the shot instead yep. of creating yeah. for for the other two stars. Yep. That's the, that um, again. Like, what is the method that we should front load for our viewers and listeners as to this is quote unquote not working. I'd like to move, man. I mean, I, so he's going to start ready. tonight, huh? Uh, that's the report. Nothing confirmed. Number zero on the Clipper. Um, is he zero? Wear number zero. Okay, there yep. you go. Who was the last Clipper to wear number zero? <sighs> we uh, could do a list of Clippers who turned out to be zero. Oh man, where do we start? Sorry. Nice. <laughs> now the Clips throughout the last twenty years have had some really good basketball players. I agree. Team, man. I so, agree. Wasn't Poo Richardson zero? Two live Poo. Two live Poo. Okay. That was a total guess. I'll report back to you, sir. All right. Tonight, as we go, take Coop and some of his basketball friends. Enjoy that dessert cart, baby. Chicken tenders for everyone. Yeah. (laughs) Just real quick, what did you think of the Bobby Wagner news yesterday? I wasn't surprised. I mean, at some point, you got to pay the bills, right? Yeah. Uh, My eye is focused on Jalen Ramsey. Do they? I think they got to keep him. Got to keep him. Trade him, get some assets back. I guess, but uh, I, I, it was a bummer. Yeah, that guy could still play. He was all pro, second team all pro. Last he should year. go join the Jets. Go to the Jets. Cowboys. <laughs> that go, oh, you want you want in the Cowboys? Well, here's the deal. You know, back when he came out, Rich, I, I did like my own little mock draft, and I said that the Cowboys would take Jalen in the first round. Yes, sir. And then in the second round, pick up Derrick Henry. Well, we picked up Zeke before they took. Yeah. Jalen and Derrick Henry got picked up right where I thought he could 
by the Cowboys in the second round, but we didn't take what them. What a so, sliding door if they had done that. So instead. just I, I sometimes want to think about like how the Cowboys would be different. But also as Brockman knows, I was doing a side by side statistical breakdown of Zeke and Derrick Henry. When were you doing this? Uh, the other day, just because it seems like Zeke gets. I don't know, man. <laughs> Zeke, there's a lot of trash gets talked about Ezekiel Elliott. And I don't think sh- people understand how good this guy really was. I get to Zeke on this. I don't know. Just turned it into Zeke. <laughs> you know, we, we were t- because we were talking about Derek. Henry. Were we not paying attention? We no, went from I thought about they would take Bobby Wagner. He made it about himself. We it's about Bobby rare. Just cut, let him go. He, he very rarely makes it about himself. Yeah, yeah. Were we talking about Jalen Ramsey? Anyway, I'm going to the Clippers <laughs> game tonight. What's going on? How'd we get to Zeke? That's okay. Side of fries and ketchup <laughs> for everybody. Literally, if you are in crypto.com tonight and you're like, what happened to all the chicken tenders? Sorry. <laughs> My son's turned 12. <laughs> Wrap up the show on the Roku channel in a moment.